Hey, what's up, guys? Real quick, I've been working really hard to amplify my social media presence recently, and recently just started diving into Instagram, which has actually been a ton of fun. It's a cool platform for connecting with y'all in just a more personal way. So if you, we aren't already connected on Instagram, let's change that. You can find me at the Anthony Vecino. So go, go connect. Let's do it. All right, let's get to the show. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the podcast, all you beautiful people. Today, we're continuing our seven-part series in developing self-discipline. This is the last one. This is the last step. This is the last part of the framework that we've been laying out over the last week or so, and I hope it served you. This last one is where the rubber meets the road for me, and this is a very practical lesson in terms of developing discipline on an ongoing basis because I believe that discipline is a muscle, maybe not technically speaking. It's like focus. Focus isn't technically a muscle, but the more you focus, the better you get at focusing. The more discipline you deploy, the more disciplined you become, right? So the goal then is how do we think about discipline as a muscle that we can continually develop? And I do believe that we can develop discipline, that we can become more over time if we expose ourselves to situations that require discipline. Now, the reason I think a lot of us fail in the beginning when we're younger or just in life when it comes to deploying discipline is because we do not develop this muscle in a controlled environment first. And then we go out into the wild and expect ourselves to be able to do extraordinary feats of discipline, right? It would be like never getting off the couch, never lifting a weight, never going out and running a mile or like running, doing any kind of cardio and then being plopped out into the wilderness and then being asked to like go march 50 miles in two days and build a fort or something like that. Something like super strenuous. Your body just wouldn't be able to do it, right? However, if you're consistently using your body, if you're consistently getting to the gym, you're being active, you're being physical, you're hiking every day, you're lifting weights, like you're going to be better able to go out there into that that stressful environment and actually deploy the, the the skills, the muscles, the abilities, the competencies you've developed. And it's the same with discipline. So instead of like setting this big audacious disciplinary thing, like I'm going to write this book or I'm going to lose 50 pounds, even though like you really don't have any track record of having been disciplined. Well, you're just setting yourself up for failure. And when you fail in that type of a way where you set this big audacious goal that you really, it was just so far outside of your capacity. You didn't have any of the, the skills, the systems, the processes or the resources to succeed, then you get demoralized and it stops you from setting those goals in the future. It stops you from striving towards them because you just start to, associate that failure with who you are as an identity. And that becomes very problematic because for me, the two most, I think, beneficial identities I've adopted in my own personal life is I've adopted the identity of being a hyper-focused person and being a disciplined person. Before, I always used ADHD as the reason that I was unfocused. I said, oh, I have ADHD. This is why I'm so scattered. This is why I'm a squirrel. No, it didn't change for me in my life until I started taking that and saying, it's not a weakness. That's my strength. That's It's not my identity as a being an unfocused person. My identity is a hyper-focused person, right? And, and, and in the same way, once I stopped thinking of myself as being unreliable, as being inconsistent or undisciplined, and I started saying, no, I'm the most disciplined person that I know, that's when things started changing for me. And on the pursuit of that, then, I started to develop daily discipline practices. This is like the the gym for discipline. 
in the same way you go to lift weights and, and you know stress your body or the way that we we journal as a way of going to the mental gym to, to become a, a, a stronger thinker or the way that we meditate so that we can be a more focused or more calm individual. The daily discipline practice is a way of saying, okay, this is a uncomfortable, hard thing that I'm intentionally doing because I don't want to do it. Because I know by doing the thing that I don't want to do, it's casting another vote for the person that I want to become. And that these votes will eventually stack up to become an overwhelming show of support. And then I will be that person. So the trick with a daily discipline practice is one, it has to be something that you don't want to do, right? If going to the gym brings you a lot of pleasure and you love it, that's not discipline. It's not discipline. That's a reward. And this is where a lot of people get tripped up. Like I see this all the time on Instagram, all these really super jacked fit people that are like, oh yeah, you just have to be disciplined to get into the gym. And I'm like, you are not disciplined because you love what you're doing. It does not require discipline. Sure, there's days where you're more motivated than others, but that's not discipline, right? I go to the gym that doesn't really require discipline. I've always been a physical active person. That's not discipline. Discipline for me is not eating sweets. It is eating healthy. It is making the good nutrition choices. That's hard for me, not going to the gym. So you got to get really clear on what is actually requiring discipline and what is actually just really easy because it's a motivation or inspiration or it's something that just you enjoy. For me, one of my daily practices that I've been doing for the last couple of weeks is a cold shower. I go in and out of cycles with this because what I find is at a certain point, I the, the activity is no longer a discipline. It's now just a habit. And once, you, once it crosses over into that, it doesn't really serve to, to strengthen the discipline muscle anymore. It might still be an activity that serves you, right? Cold showers are always great. But once it gets to that point where it's just habitual, it's just routine, it's just part of who you are, you've tied it to your identity, it's no longer a discipline. And this is where you need to be constantly evaluating because what serves you today as a discipline practice will not serve you in six months from now if you're applying yourself consistently towards that thing. So you need to be constantly reevaluating and asking yourself, is this now, a, is this still a discipline? Is this still require me to, you know, push outside my comfort zone and grow? Or is this now just a routine, a part of who I am? And there's, there's no shortage of ways that you could, you could declare what a da- daily discipline practice is for you. For me, for a long time, that was meditation. It's not anymore. Meditation is just a part of who I am. It's really easy for me now. doesn't mean it, it's not easy. It, it, meditation, like going to the gym, it never gets easier. You just get better, right? But it's not a show of discipline to sit down and do the thing. The, the areas of your life that are um, the most difficult are the ones that you're going to see the greatest fruits for your labor. And so that's what I want to encourage you here today at this final lesson in developing self-discipline is to develop a daily discipline practice. Every single day, figure out what is that little activity, maybe multiple activities throughout the day, that as you do it, you get that dopamine, you get that reward, that that feeling of accomplishment for saying, Today, I cast another vote for the person that I hope to become, which is a disciplined person. And you do this on a long enough time frame, and it just builds your capacity for discipline, for doing the hard things, for doing the things that you don't want to do in the moment, because you know by doing them now, they are setting you up and moving you towards your greatness in the future. And that's what discipline really is at the end of the day. It's the ability to make the decision in the moment that is going to benefit your long-term self. And that can be so difficult, especially for people like us, like if, I'm, I'm me, um, somebody with ADHD who just has such a hard time seeing past the now. 
and that can be a good thing too, right? Like living in the moment, Eckhart Tolle, the power of now, like it's, it's important to recognize that right now is really the only thing that you have and you got to live in that moment, but that's a different concept for a different day. So let's not go down that, that path right now, but that's going to do it. That is the end of the self-discipline system, uh, the framework, six parts. Hopefully this served you guys. Um, I'd love your feedback. Let me know if was this helpful or is this kind of, um, you know, full week long, uh, run of an, of a, of a series. Was this helpful to go a little bit deeper into a singular topic or do you prefer, you know, if it's a little bit more, you know, here's a different topic each, each day of the week, you let me know. Well, we're just, you know, trying to figure out what works best, what is going to serve you the most. And, uh, I appreciate your feedback, everything that you guys are sharing. I, I, I truly, I truly adore each and every, each and every one of you. So thank you for this. Um, that's going to do it for me, guys. I'll see you back here tomorrow. But until then, stay hyper-focused. Hey, real quick, guys. You already know I don't run any ads on this because I want to keep it like a really awesome listening experience for you. But I do have an ask. I'd love it if you could just help me spread the word so we can help more entrepreneurs, creatives, and high performers just make more money with less stress and more fulfillment. So the best way that you can help me do that is by reading, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. Like the single thing I ask of you is please just take 10 seconds to drop a review. Seriously, it would, it would mean the world to me. And more importantly, it may just help change somebody's life. So thank you. And let's get to the show.